The opinions and views shared in this podcast are the opinions and views of the host and the host alone. They are not a reflection of his employer or any other organization that the host is a member of. The host does not speak for anyone, only himself. This is the I Am Pith Podcast. Get ready for contact. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Dex, with the Iron Pits Podcast. For all you listening on audio, thank you for tuning in. And if you are one of those people looking at this beautiful chocolate face on video that was made for audio-only podcasting, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the first ever official, um, I guess, solo podcast, video podcast for the Iron Pits Podcast, man. So I've been talking about it forever, and well, the time is finally here. I decided to finally, you know what, saddle up. It's time to do it. I've been saying I was going to do it, and here I am. So you're looking at this beautiful face and probably wondering, man, why now? You know, I understand that this is a podcast and a hobby and that it's constantly ever-evolving and changing, but I don't understand this generation's love and want to just see people on TV, on, on their phone, talk all day. I'm 39 years old, y'all, so... I'm more of an audio-only person because I live a very busy life. If you listen to this podcast, I don't have time to sit and watch people chat on a podcast. Now, when I'm in my patrol car, I'll, I'll listen to you people chat on the podcast all day. But I don't necessarily have time to just sit and listen to people and watch people talk back and forth on topics that I might find interesting because my, it doesn't you know, really fit the scope of my life. But definitely, I'm always up for listening to a good conversation. But I've been told, you know, hey, it's kind of the way things are. You just need to get a video done. Well, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, here you have it. You know, the downside with video is I can't really go back and edit like I could with just audio and cut out stuff like throat clearing and all that. And, you know, I have a lot of that just because I have a whole lot of gut issues. So <clears throat> part of me. So, man, it's uh, I'm here. I'm doing it. Not comfortable. And I said, I got older, man. I just don't like being in front of a camera. I really don't. Maybe it's trauma from 2020 from when I was on camera all the time in front of people's cameras. But ever since then, I just don't like being out in front of a camera, man. I really don't. It's super uncomfortable. I used to be comfortable doing it. But now I'm just to the point where I, now, bro, I don't really want to take a picture. Not really, man. I really don't want to take a picture. Just that 2020 trauma, y'all. That's what I'm talking about. And that's why this show is called The First Rule of 2020 is We Don't Talk About 2020 Ever. We're going to get more into that later, man. So, uh, like I said, this is a new thing for me. So, I'm using StreamYard. And so, yeah, stick with me. It's a learning curve. I, I'm going to be honest. This is like the third time I've tried and started this thing today doing the recording because I messed something up when I was originally starting. Had to delete that. And then started. I got about five minutes in and realized, oh, well, maybe want to press the, un the unmute the microphone so people can actually hear you talk and do your show, Dex. So it's a learning curve, y'all, but I'm here, I'm live, I'm in the flesh. Well, I'm not going to say live, but it's a re I'm recording in the flesh. So we're going to go ahead and get it started. And let me go and apologize. I know I've been away for a minute. It's been a long, rough year, but man, July, July has been hard as well, y'all. So, man, I'm going to be honest, everybody, you know, July wasn't, July started out kind of, started great. I had a great 4th of July, man. I was wanting to do a podcast like right after the 4th of July because I had a 
phenomenal 4th of July, man. It was great. I shot off a lot of ordnance. I had people over at the house. I cooked up some good food, man. And it was just, it was wonderful, man. It was going so well. But something after the 4th of July, man, <laughs> things just kind of dropped off and started going sideways. And I'm going to tell you all now, I'm like literally like weeks behind. I think the last episode I did was shortly after the, I can't remember if it was before or after the 4th. That tells you something. I can't remember when it was. But, but it was, uh, I had a, a Chris, Christian Bustle on for his book and I interviewed him. If you didn't listen to that podcast and that video, man, go go do it. It's a great guy, great story. Uh, memoirs of a Mortuary Affairs Marine, definitely, man. So I had him on and I had plans to try to do a podcast. But as you all know, life happens. Yeah, I'm a podcaster by hobby, not by career choice. I'm a police officer, man, and I have a wife and I have kids and I have life issues like everybody else. And man, let me tell you, life has started happening to me this <laughs> July. It's been un unbelievable. So I'm today is what the the fourth week of July. I'm going to tell you all mentally, I am still in the second week of July and I'm trying to play catch up with <laughs> with life and everybody else in the podcasting world because, you know, life doesn't stop. You know, entertainment doesn't stop. Content never stops. People are just constantly putting stuff out. Boom, 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 boom. And I try and I, I told you, I'm not trying. I can't keep the pace with people because some people have a team of people where they do this thing and they got people that does all the stuff for them. I got the team of me. I just got me. That's it. I don't have all the fancy people out here helping me editing and do all this stuff. It is just a one man show. So but I, like I, said, I appreciate you all tuning in. And so we're going to be talking about some things on this podcast that are kind of way in the not gonna say way in the past but a couple weeks behind but like i said i'm still mentally i'm still there i've not caught up with the rest of y'all in the fourth week of july man so <clears throat> we're gonna go ahead and uh kind of just get it started and like i said the july's just been interesting it's been a month of uh root canals traveling and crazy folks man you know like i said july was going super smooth at the start with the with a great banging fourth of july man then all of a sudden, I don't know, this heat wave kicked in and people have started to lose their minds. And you know, as I'm working out in the streets, you know, I have a front row seat to all the craziness that happens in the country and then, you know, in, 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 in the uh, community of Louisville. So and for some odd reason, I just feel like crazy is attracted to me like flies to poop. I don't know what it is, but crazy just always seems to find me. And a part of me thinks that the crazy and all these things that have happened to me this past July, karma, man, karma. I really think it's a little bit of karma. And it wasn't, I had an incident with a little old white lady a couple of weeks ago at the start of July. And it wasn't anything I did intentionally, but I get called to this apartment complex and the call taker's like, hey, this lady seems a little out there. She's a, She seems a little, as we call 1014. So I go there and I'm talking, I walk in, bro, it's hot outside. It's like 85 degrees outside and the sun's starting to go down. I go into this old white lady's apartment, bro, and it's, it's probably hotter in her apartment than it is outside. And I'm not saying problem. No, it is because I remember when I left out, I was like, man, thank God I'm not in there. That apartment had to been every bit of 90 degrees, my man. It was awful. Absolutely awful. So I'm sitting in there. And I know that she's on oxygen. You know, she's got the tubes running all across the floor and she's just talking to me. 
oh yeah, well, what happened was somebody came into my house without me knowing, they took my keys and I'm just sitting there thinking, well, this is clearly an imaginary person. But, but as I'm sitting there talking to this lady, you know, she puts her mask back on and I'm just sitting there talking and she just seems like she's a little loopy and out of it. I'm like, ma'am, you okay? You all right? What? Hey, what's going on? And she's not responding. And I look down, I'm like, oh! I was standing on her oxygen tube. I was like, my Lord, my God, move. Whew. And also, I just remember, <sighs> I was just like, oh, man. I don't know if she realized I was standing on that oxygen cord, but I did. And Lord knows, I would not want to stand before my maker, knowing that I accidentally killed this little old white lady by standing on her oxygen cords. But I'm telling you, I don't know what it is, but after that incident, you know, everything just started, started kind of going downhill. And so I finished that shift up and I go home and go to sleep and I wake up and I come to work the next day, happy as always, because I love being a cop. I love being on patrol. I love what I do, man. I love serving the people. So it was kind of an omen that day when me and my partner went to lunch. And as we're sitting at lunch at this uh, seafood restaurant, this area we work at, man, there's this older white couple sitting off to the right of us, right? And and, they, and you can always tell when somebody want to talk to the police. They get that look like, and they just start staring at you. And you get that look, and it's just like, oh, God. Oh, God. Don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. But, well, I made eye contact. And this white older white lady, they, her and her husband, they, they have to be in every bit of 70 plus. And I don't know what it's been with me and older white people lately. Just really attracted to me and loving me. I'm their boy for some odd reason. But man, they just keyed in. And officer, how y'all doing today? Like, man, we're doing fine, man. Well, I hope you enjoy your lunch. I'm like, yeah, the fish, the shrimp here is really good. Yeah, trying to play it off, trying to eat, and then I see it coming. Have you all seen the sound of freedom yet? I'm like, oh, I have not, but I heard about it. You know, and I hadn't seen it and I wanted to see it. And that tells you all if you listen to the last podcast with Keith, you know, I've just recently seen the movie, but that's not here. We're gonna stay, we're gonna stay in the past on this one. I'm talking about before I saw the sound of freedom. And she started talking about the sound of freedom. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. She's like, well, you know, they're out here. All these pedophiles are out taking advantage of these children. I'm like, absolutely. But I don't know how we got from the sound of freedom and pedophiles to the next thing you know, she starts going off on this tangent about QAnon stuff. And y'all know me. I'm a conservative. I'm Republican. I vote. You know, I'm pretty center of right of center. But, you know, I, I'm reasonable. Absolutely reasonable, but not everybody is reasonable, man. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, I'm like talking to this lady, and um, see, look, making a mistake. Stop. Right, there it goes. <laughs> so next thing you know, she's like, "Well, you know, officer, in your position, you should be aware of all this." I'm like, "Man, I'm very well that aware that there's child trafficking going on." She's like, "Oh, not just that. You do realize what's going on. There's a battle between good and evil." I'm like, "Oh, absolutely. I'm a man of faith. I absolutely believe that there's a battle of." You know, good and evil that exists that's currently going on. Well, next thing you know, she starts getting on the QAnon train, and I know all about QAnon, and but I'm I'm not in the QAnon camp, y'all. If you hear that and you're upset and you cut it off, hey, that's fine by me. I'm not. There's, do I believe that there's maybe a smidge of truth to what's going on with some of the QAnon stuff? Possibly, but I don't know. So I don't really. I don't really jail with the whole QAnon crowd, man. I'm not that far. I'm not that far right. But the next thing you know, she starts telling me that, you know, that JFK is really not dead. He's actually still alive and he's going to come back. I was like, oh, God, you talk about the president that got his 
brains blown out down in Dallas back in the 60s. You telling me that white boy, that white man is still alive. Oh, very well. Very much so. And you know, Q, he's old as, he's old as well. He's just as old as JFK. And I was like, really? And then she's like, well, you also know that Nancy Pelosi is Hitler's daughter, correct? I was just like, oh my God. And I look at my partner, Brian, he's just, he's just eating, just, mm, just shoving his mouth. And I was just like, oh God, here we go. And it just kept going down, down, down. And I was just like, boy, I did not want to get involved in this conversation. It, very nice, sweet people. But it also came to shock, shock me when I found out that uh, they were apparently on the city council where they live at. Yo, and I was just like, boy, I wish I could have been at some of these city council meetings that they were at. <laughs> but man, yo, it was just, it was so bizarre. It was just, but I told you, man, people get on this queuing on conspiracy things, dude. And people on the left as well, man, people get on conspiracies and they just kind of wild out. Me, I'm not that guy. But man, it was just interesting. Like I said, that was just kind of the start for the day. That was lunch. And I was just like, man, what else is going to happen? So it, it gets worse. It gets worse. So I get a call to a local hospital. When I get to the local hospital, there's this girl that we have to deal with, that we deal with her all the time. White, middle-aged white lady, probably about 30. Really sweet. Doesn't really give us problems, but She's not all there. She's at what we call 1014. She's a little C-I-T. A little, not a little crazy, a lot of crazy. <clears throat> so she's uh, at the hospital. I'm like, hey, you know, you can't stay here. It's time to go. The doctors have already checked you out. You know, she's always in her mind. I got a heart problem. Like, no, the doctor says you don't. You know, you know, somebody's put a tracker at me. They're following me. I'm like, oh, nobody's following you. And so she's like, well, I need to go home. I'm like, well, I don't really have time to take you home. And so I'm trying to convince her to just leave, 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 leave. And she won't leave. So the next thing you know, I decide, you know what? I'm just going to get this over with. I'm just going to take her to her car where she's parked at. So I'm like, hey, get in the car. We're going to go. She says, I got to go to the bathroom first. So while I'm doing this and talking to her, she's always coming up in my police car. And she's got the crazy house. She's just looking at the police car. Like, I'm like, hey, there's nobody in the police car. Are you sure? I'm like, I'm positive. I just got out of it. There's nobody in there. Now go use the bathroom, come out, and I'm going to take you, take you home, okay? And so as we're doing that, this car comes screeching into the driveway of the hospital, just, and I'm like, yo, what the heck is this? And I hear yelling and arguing. There's this black dude inside, and this white, and this, uh, this black dude and this black girl, the black dude's driving, and there's a kid in the back seat. And I walk up to the car like, oh, my God, hey, are y'all okay? What's going on? And the black dude looks at me like, don't walk up on me like that, nigga. I was just like, excuse me? So you heard me? Don't walk up on me like that, nigga. And I was just, oh, my God, like, what is going on, man? I'm like, sir, uh, I don't know. I don't know you. I don't really know what's going on. I don't really think that's an appropriate approach to an officer that's trying to, what you want to do about it, nigga? I'm like, oh, God, he's, he's going to be that guy. And I'm just sitting there. The black chick is just in the in the passenger seat, just eating the bowl of greens, just casually. I'm like, man, excuse me. Oh, I don't, I, I don't know what's going on. And so I'm like, man, he gets out the car, goes to the back seat, gets the kid out the back seat, holding the baby, and looking at me is like, what you want to do, nigga? What you want to do? I'm like, bro, your kid is sick, and you came to the ER, screaming to the ER. Don't you think it's kind of important right now that you probably push your beef with me aside, whatever it might be, and take your sick kid into the hospital. 
Now, you don't know what you're talking about, nigga. I got something for you. I'm like, I'm like, what is your deal, man? And she just still suddenly eating there, eating greens. And I'm just like, man, take your baby to the hospital. So he takes the kid into the hospital. And I'm talking to her. I'm like, man, what's going on with him? She was like, ah, I don't know what's up with him. And, you know, he's just, he just doing, he's just always upset. He's always mad. And she's just chewing, chewing, chewing on her greens. The blackest thing I've ever seen. Bro, just rolling up in a car, eating a bowl of greens, dog. I was like, my, she's got the head wrap on, the bonnet. I was just like, this sister's hood as hell. So I'm talking to her. And the next thing you know, he comes out the hospital and he's still amped up. He's like, nigga, don't you ever walk up on me. I'm like, bro, you don't know me, first of all. And now let me tell y'all something. I'm not a controversial person, especially as an officer anymore. I don't like to fight. I don't like to put my hands on people unless I absolutely necessarily have to. You can talk crash crap to me all day. I don't care. I don't care. And you, you can say whatever you want. As long as you don't say I'm about to come kick your ass. Hey, we good, bro. You can say whatever you want to me. Trust me. You are not going to get an emotional reaction or response out of me. I've been through 2020, bro. You, there's nothing you can say or do to me to move me, my man. Nothing. So he's still going at it. I'm like, man, how about you just get in the car and leave? So she gets out the car, walks into the hospital. And the next thing you know, I'm sitting there talking to the dude. He's like, what you going to do about it? I was like, sir, you need to get in your car and leave. Next thing you know, so I call on the radio. Man, we got somebody being kind of unruly. Let me get some backup. And my goal at this point is I don't feel like fighting this dude. I'm not in the mood to fight. Personally, I know I can whoop him up. I know I can. I'm looking at, hey, look at these arms, dog. You think? Come on, I ain't nothing to play with, man. I've been doing jujitsu for a month. <laughs> Got a month. I've been a jujitsu for a month, bro. This dude ain't ready for this. <laughs> Yo, so it, it, so my goal is just I don't I don't want to I don't want to go hands on and arrest this dude for disorderly conduct and have to fight this dude and you know use all our tools just over a disorderly conduct misdemeanor charge. No, man, this ain't. I'm not a no, day one rookie. This isn't worth the squeeze. I'm like, man, my goal is get this dude in his car to leave. So he's still talking trash, kind of getting closer. And I'm like, bro, just get in your car and go. Next thing you know, he gets on the phone. He's like, mama, mama, man, they playing with me out here, mama. They playing with me. I'm like, man, get your black ass in this car and leave, though. Like, no, nobody wants to deal with you right now. And they also, oh, and so he gets in the car and he slowly starts to leave. And right, well, excuse me, but let, let me back up a little bit. Right before he gets in the car, we look over. And there's a white guy on the sidewalk with a cell phone. And he's recording the entire incident. That's another reason why they want to fight. I don't have a body camera where I work at now. I want one. If you're listening, dear chief, I could definitely use that body camera. But in 2023, I need me a body cam. Because there's all kinds of false allegations that be getting tossed out and levied against all officers. And I don't want no part of that. Yeah, but this white dude's recording. My partner sees this like, you recording this, man? He was like, yeah, I am recording you. And you can look at this white dude and tell he's one of them crazy, crazy dude. He's a First Amendment auditor, according to him. And you can just look at his eyes and tell hey, the lights on, but ain't nobody home. So my partner starts interacting with this fool. And the next thing you do, they're going back and forth arguing. Then I got this crazy black fool, ghetto dude right here next to me, arguing, not wanting to listen. And I'm just sitting here like, bro, like, what the hell is really going on right now, man? Like... We, where did all this chaos come from? Started with the crazy lady looking in my car, looking, thinking people were following her. Then we divulged, divulged into this madness. And then we got the first crazy person, then an auditor guy trying to start mess with us. And he's just, man, I don't know what's going on. 
so we're just sitting here just trying to short this out. So the dude slowly gets in his car. The black dude gets in his car, starts to leave. And then the lady I'm originally dealing with comes out of the hospital. I'm like, yo, get in the car right now. We getting out of here. <laughs> and so we start walking to the car, to my police car. And the, the First Amendment auditor, the crazy auditor guy, ma'am, are you okay? Ma'am, you don't have to go with him. Are you okay? I'm just like, bro, somebody get this dude. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, some attractive young female comes and scoops up the First Amendment auditor guy. It's like, put the phone down. Let's go. I don't know who she was, but she was an angel. And thank God she came when she did, man. I mean, complete chaos, dude. Like, how do you get this many crazy people converged in one area at one time, all in front of me on my run? Oh my goodness, y'all. I had a headache by the time it was over, man. Oh, so and then I just remember driving her to her car. She was like, You really, you're really nice. I'm like, I appreciate that. She was like, I'm surprised you didn't kick his ass. I'm like, listen, I'm not listen. If I need to kick somebody's butt, I will. I absolutely will. I know when it's time for me to put go hands on with somebody. I know when it's time for me to hey, take it to that next level, you know. And, I say my goal is if I can talk somebody into handcuffs or talk somebody into leaving before I have to go hands on with them, I'm okay with it, man. It's just not worth the time, the struggle, and the paperwork. And man, every time you fight somebody, you're somebody's gonna get hurt, somebody's gonna get injured. And I'm not trying to have none of that. So if I can avoid it, I avoid it at all costs. Now, if he would have actually came at me, that'd been a different story, man. Homeboy, we would have, I would have beat the brakes off this dude and put him in the hospital. What it is, what it is, but man. That, but thank God that did not happen. She was like, you're really, really calm. I was like, thank you. Now, I've been through enough in my life to where I don't get emotionally hijacked by stupid people. And there's this old saying that when two, if you're ar arguing with an idiot, all people see is two idiots arguing. And I'm just, I'm not going to be that officer, man. I'm not getting into this back and forth with anybody. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to sit there and yell and scream at you. And, no, I'm not. You're going to look like a fool by yourself. I'm smarter. I've been doing this 13 years. You know, there are some people I work with like, man, you should have, I do should have went to jail, man. Why'd you do that? Why'd you let him do that? He disrespected the police. I'm like, bro, this ain't, this ain't 2000, man. This ain't them days where, you know, somebody's talk smack to you, kind of get in your face and they say some crazy stuff to you that you could just go up and smack the taste out of you. Bro, this ain't, this ain't them days, man. This is 2023, three years after 2020. Like I said, this is a black dude. I'm black, but then you got this dude over here recording. It, it would have just been a all out. It would have been bad. And I de-escalated the situation, which I hate that term, but that is what we call it. I absolutely de-escalated it, man. So, you know, I get through with that. And, and then after that, not long after that, I start having dental issues, man. I don't know what it is. So I go to the dentist and, you know, I got to get a crown put on my tooth and the next thing you know, like I said, it's been a rough July. I'm end up finding out that I have to go get a root canal, ladies and gentlemen. I am not a fan of going to the dentist. I am a big, tough guy. Been to Iraq. You know, almost lost my arm. Look at that beautiful scar, man. Almost lost my arm over there. I've been policing in the hood for most of my career. I'm not afraid of a lot of things, but the dentist terrifies me. So I find out that I have to go get this root canal. So I go get the root canal. And this is before me and my family are going on vacation for we can get away. I get done with the root canal and I'm terrified. And as I'm walking out and my mouth starts to kind of numb, I feel something in the back of my gums. Like right, it's right, right behind my teeth. Like a, I'm like, man, did, I think they left something in there. Maybe I'm crazy. You know, and I'm like, well, and I start researching, like, yeah, sometimes they leave these posts in there to keep the tooth stable. So I'm thinking that's what it is. But but I kind of look in the back and I'm like, 
this is a plastic tube that's sticking out the back of my gums, you know, the, the gums from uh, behind my uh, tooth, man. And so I I don't know what's going on. I tell my wife, like, I don't know if this thing is still supposed to be in there or not. But I, if you're looking at the screen, I'm doing the screen share. The, the, <laughs> if you look at it, this is what I found in the back of my mouth. This little, if you look at it, <laughs> this is a... Uh, <laughs> This is called a port. And they put this in there to kind of push the medication deeper in behind your tooth so that you can be a lot more numb when they go in to do the extraction of the nerve from the tooth, man. And so I'm sitting here like, man, what the heck is this? And I called the dentist. They were like, oh, yeah, man, uh, sorry about that. Yeah, that's a, that's called, that's not supposed to be in there. But you can remove it yourself. I was like, I can remove it myself. Okay. Well, me being the tough guy that I am, I actually go in and I remove this giant thing from behind my tooth, man. And it leaks out and it just starts freaking blood just starts spurting out everywhere, man. Well, not gonna say blood starts spurting out everywhere, but I definitely started leaking a little bit of blood. But it was out and I was like, all right, cool. Let's go on with our lives. So we go to Nashville for the weekend, me and my family. You know, it's I told you, it's it's not been a great year. And it's really not been a great summer for my kids. But so, I mean, I've been working a lot. I've been gone. And it's just, our schedules have just been crazy this year. I don't know what's going on. But we decided to go to Nashville. And we decided to have a little bit of family time, man. And so, uh, while we're in Nashville, we decided to go do this thing called the Great Big Game Show. And this is, uh, this is it right here, man. So, we go down there. We do the Great Big Game Show, man. We had so much freaking fun. So much fun, man. Just and so, as you can see, it's me and my son versus my wife and our daughter. It's the boys against the girls. And I'm just doing this on just to say that we absolutely destroyed my son and I. We destroyed my wife and my daughter playing these games, man. Now, how bad did we destroy them? I want to show you. Pardon me while I skip through. <clears throat> say, look at that. Blue team wins. Yeah, like I said, we won. And then to make it better, we didn't just win. We absolutely annihilated these ladies, boy. We destroyed them. I mean, man, we <laughs> we put it on them, boy. So we go and we go, like I said, we, we have fun doing the game show. And I'm having a decent weekend for the first time in a, in a long time, man. But as I'm in Nashville with my family, I start to have a lot more issues with my tooth and there's a lot of pain and then I'm starting to have trouble sleeping. Well, it turns out I develop an infection behind my tooth from where they left this port in. And everybody's like, man, you need to sue that place, bro. I'm like, listen, I'm not the type to sue people. I'm really not. Like if I'm gonna sue you, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely gonna sue you. But I've never had to sue anybody and I just don't really believe in going that route because everybody's so happy in this country. But the dentist's office did everything that they could in their power, you know, to kind of make things right. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, I was talking about my Facebook page, man. Dental insurance is such a scam. How is it that I had to pay almost $900 for a root canal? But thankfully, I got a discount. And it was only 600 bucks. But still, you think if you're paying somebody $600 that they're going to do it right. But, you know, I mean, the dentist, I talked to them. They were super nice. They were. No, man, we're so sorry, Mr. Pitts. We're so sorry. 
you know, we didn't intend for this to happen. The dinners, they were cool. If they would have been jerks about it, kind of nice. I'm like, yeah, it happens, bro. It's all good. No, don't worry about it. No, but they were very remorseful. So, you know, I kind of just decide, you know, it is what it is, man. It's, they didn't do it intentionally. I'm not really hurting. And I feel much better at the, as I'm currently on a round of antibiotics and this like super strong mouthwash to kind of clean up the infection. So I feel much better. So that's been my July, man. That is literally what I've been having going on, but it gets worse. The day I, the week I've been dreading since last year was me driving to Richmond, Kentucky for my week of in-service. So for those that aren't familiar with in-service and police work that aren't police officers, cops are required to do yearly training. Well, at my new department, we don't, we're, we're a smaller department. So we get, we have to outsource most of our training that we go to. We have this place called DLCJT, Department of Justice, Kentucky, where they put on all our training. It's in Richmond, Kentucky. And this is a, from where I live, it's an hour and 45 minute drive to get there. Now, mind you, I live in Southern Indiana. And mind you, I don't want to stay in Eastern Kentucky, even though I don't care how nice Richmond is. I got a wife, kids, and a mortgage, man. But I'm not staying away from my family for a week to take a DUI refresher course. I'm not doing it. So I make the decision, you know what? If my department gives me a car, I'm just going to drive back and forth every day. Before an entire week, y'all, I drove back and forth. An hour and 45 minutes there, an hour and 45 minutes back to training for the entire week. So needless to say, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And my body is still playing catch up. But it was absolutely worth it to be able to be home with my family every night. Listen, I, I, I don't care how nice the quality in is in Richmond, Kentucky. I'm not giving up my beautiful wife and my family for that, man, for a week. Now nah, I'm not doing it. I'm sure my department's probably a little happier that all they had to do is uh, spend a little bit of gas money on me as opposed to uh, getting me a hotel for 75 bucks a night at this uh, the Roach Motel in Richmond. Yo. So that's not what I want to do, man. So like I said, that's literally been my July, man. That's why I've been so not been able to do the podcast is got root canals, to infections and just freaking traveling, man. I've not been around. I've not been available. And because I've not been available, I've not been able to keep up with some of the on the thing going on, the things going on in the country. And one of the things I really wanted to talk about that I never gotten, have not gotten the chance to, since we're already on the topic of crazy people, is this video that came out of this lady on the plane that claims that she saw something. So let me go ahead and uh Pull up the video if I could find it. Where is it? Do give me a second, y'all. All right. So. Right now, that mother that mother back there is not real. Say whatever you want. I'm telling you, I'm getting the off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the off, and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two. But I am telling you right now, that mother that mother back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane and you can die with them or not. I'm not going to. Oh, boy. All right, let me... Figure out how to stop it. I told y'all, stick with me. I'm learning. <laughs> I'm freaking learning. Oh, boy. 
All right, there is finally stop. All right, so all right, back to regular scheduled programming. Jesus. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, this kind of goes over where they're saying that they think it's a shapeshifter. I'm like, man, oh, let's, let's, this is a little crazy for me, but. <clears throat> All right, there we go. We got that stopped. He said, my apologies, y'all. <laughs> Brother's a rookie to this game. I'm still I'm learning. Absolutely learning. But hey, see, <clears throat> I've been a police officer. But, going on for over a decade 13 years man and for some i don't know what it is but people for some odd reason have seen this video and everybody is affirming this lady and saying she absolutely saw something and i'm just like okay like what makes all of a sudden i don't know why we decide to give credit to crazy people and everybody's like no she definitely saw something man let me tell y'all something in 13 years of law enforcement i have seen crazy people of all types crazy people that look normal. There's some ugly, crazy people. And there's some extremely attractive looking crazy people. She's an extremely attractive looking white lady. But for some odd reason, I was like, everybody's giving her a pass. And I can tell you why. That's because she looks pretty freaking good. She's a nice looking lady. And when you see somebody that nice looking, you're going to automatically assume, oh, she can't be crazy. Let me tell y'all something. That lady's crazy. I don't think she saw anything. Oh, but here's the other thing. I just got back from DUI, you know, driving under the influence course. There's this thing called drugs. It's called alcohol. And the way she was talking, to me, it sounded like she was kind of slurring her words. And it was, for some odd reason, everybody's like, man, that lady definitely saw something. I don't know why, like, social media and this, they have this thing where they just want to validate people all the time. And we all know, if you look, if you are a good-looking person in this world, life's a little easier for you. Let's be honest. It really is, man. You get the benefit of the doubt a lot more often if you look like her. And I think the only reason that people are giving this lady the benefit of the doubt because she looks nice. But I'm telling y'all, man, I've taken some pretty nice looking women to the to the uh to the psych ward. And you would look at the person probably be like, man, she oh, bro, she banging. Yeah, she is, but her head is all twisted up, dog. I'm telling you, crazy people come in all types. I mean, there's a rainbow, a plethora of crazy people out there, y'all. But for some odd reason, you know, this crate, this lady on the plane claimed she saw something. That plane looked full. There's nobody else on that plane that saw the same thing. You know, may, I don't know what's going on. And people are like, it's conspiracies or, you know, they're shapeshifters. It's the government. I, bro, listen, I'm nice. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm rooted in reality because I've been a cop for so long. Not to say that I'm not a, I'm a man, I'm a Christian. Not very great. I try my best, but and I believe that there are evil forces that exist in the world. Now, I do believe that there are things such as spirits and stuff, and I know, and I do believe that there are creatures that probably roam the earth that are not human-like. But I've never seen them. I've not seen them personally, but I'm just not believing that this lady in the back of this plane that saw something that that crazy and it scared her. She got off the plane, man. We have seen crazy people on planes before. This ain't the first time. This ain't gonna be the last time. But I've, and I've seen people justifying and saying that the government is going to start saying that aliens are real and all this stuff is real. It's just so that they can explain the rapture and uh, people disappearing from the rapture. And I'm just like, man, this is going off into the weeds. And I'm just like, man, I'm not going down that road. 
I just think the lady's literally crazy. Honestly, that's all I that's all I think it is, man. Just it's I mean, it's bipolar, schizophrenia. These are real issues, people. Trust me, I've talked to people that have imaginary friends. I was at work last night and I had to take a guy to the hospital trying to get into somebody's apartment. He believes that his this girl that he created up in his mind lives in this apartment. She, this girl does not exist. It does definitely does not live in that apartment. And so I'm just like, man, there are crazy people out here, y'all. I don't know why all of a sudden, because something is on recorded on camera that y'all think it really saw something. Well, maybe in her mind she saw something, but just because you see in your mind, if your mind is broke, that don't mean it's real, man. I've seen when people that are like obsessed with rabbits and they see rabbits everywhere and people that are constantly picking up bugs that are crawling on Man, the human mind is fragile, y'all. And I don't know why we think because this lady is decent looking that she's not, not, not possibly crazy. Because she's releasing something? Maybe. But I'm sure somebody else on that plane would have came out and said something as well. And we ain't heard nothing else about this incident, man. And people are just, it's 2023, man. We three years after 2020, man. It's a different world we live in, y'all. We got to understand that, you know, we're living in a different time, man. And <clears throat> I don't know why, like I said, we just, we're looking for reasons to validate everything that happens now on social media. And I tell you, that's my beef with social media, man. It's just, every people want everything they see on social media to be real. And I tell you, that's why I haven't really got out and done in a video, because I don't want to be like everybody else. I don't want to be, you know, self-centered and just self-serving and just... I don't want to be part of the fake people on social media that have all these influence. I just don't want to be that guy. I want to keep it real with people as much as possible, man. I'm just a guy, man. I'm just a just a lowly cop, you know, a father. You know, I got bills and mortgages like everybody else, man. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm just, I don't know, man. But I don't, I don't crave to be famous like everybody else craves to be famous. So why are you on social media? Why do podcasts? It's fun. I like talking about subjects. I like talking with people. And I get the network, man. It's fun. But man, social media has made people so crazy. And I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. There are people who have always been crazy. But social media has taken it to the next level. But to where people are just doing any and everything to get famous and to stay relevant. I mean, you got these dudes, the Island Boys, at, which I really can't stand these cats. But they're now putting out photos and pictures of them kissing each other. Like, oh, it's just cool. It's my brother, man. Look. It's my brother. I'm like, bro, no, hell no. You don't kiss your brother on the lips, man. But that people, controversy sell. That people, when people do the most irrational things just to stay relevant and just to get likes and get people to follow them. You know, that's literally all it is. And me, I don't care. I got like 2,000 followers on my Instagram. And I lose something, I gain something. I don't care, man. I really don't. I'm not trying to be famous. I'm not trying to be a world-famous podcaster, I already have a purpose in life, and that's being a police officer. This is a hobby, and this is fun. I mean, then you got this, uh, I guess this guy, Adam22, and his wife, Lena the Plug, which I just learned about, where he let some black dude come and smash his wife while he, and cucked him, bro. Like, and he just, he's okay with it. I'm like, yeah, this is absolutely a, this is all a show. Everything you see on social media is literally a show and designed to entertain you. None of it's real. Kind of like this whole Carly Russell bit that just kind of happened, man. So if y'all don't know who Carly Russell is, she is the young lady, I guess, in uh, Alabama is what I'm guessing it was at. Uh, she went missing. Uh, I don't know, stuff, stumbling and stuttering all over the place trying to figure it out. 
let me do the screen share real quick. But yeah, so this young black lady in Alabama says that she was driving down the road and that all of a sudden she sees a baby on the side of the road. I'm like, hey, baby, what are you doing out here? And the next thing you know, a guy comes out from behind the bushes and kidnaps her and throws her in her car. And the next thing you know, she's like, oh, my God, you know, I've been kidnapped. And she's like, I tried to get it. She got away once and then she was caught back by this guy. And then all of a sudden, you know, she gets away again and she runs through the woods and she walks home two days later. And now let me tell you, I've been a police officer for 13 years. I'm going to say that. I've been a cop for 13 years. When I hear stories, kind of like the Jesse Smollett story, and I automatically hear it, I'm like, hey, this person lying. As soon as I heard this story, I was like, this chick is lying. If there is a baby walking down the side of a highway, trust me when I tell you, you're going to get a probably about 100 911 calls. That call center is going to blow up and they're going to be like, man, there's a baby on the side of the road, man. And the cops would be there lickety split ASAP. I don't care what time of night it is. There's going to be somebody that calls in. But nobody saw this baby, just her. And so, you know, the family does this all whole thing and they're like, hey, we just need our privacy now. And it turns out that, guess what? This young black lady lied. Surprise, man. You all might have been fooled. I was not fooled. Trust me. I've taken plenty of reports on runaways. I know when somebody's really kind of been taken and when somebody's just decided to kind of just disappear and when somebody's doing something to get a little bit of social media clout, which is exactly what this is. And I mean, I told you, people are desperate to be popular and famous and be liked. People are desperate to get likes and follows, man. That's what this whole thing is about. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, she's not a bad looking girl. She's pretty. She's put together. And I'm like, man, sister, why would you go why would you do this like you just destroyed your entire life your entire reputation you just crapped all over your family's last name why like what's going on in your mind to make you feel like you got to do this and i and i tell people honestly i really think it's just social media man social media drives people to do some of the most irrational things ever and, and now this young black lady has destroyed her life for what you know, she probably had the world at her hands. I mean, beautiful. I mean, probably could have any man she wanted. But I, and I say that, but at the same time, <laughs> I got one question, though, for uh, whoever decided. There was also a picture of her that they put out. And I had a lot of questions, man. Hold on, let me uh, pull the picture up. So <laughs> we go from seeing her all decked out and dolled out to <laughs> we're looking at this picture that kind of reminisces of me of the uh, color purple <laughs> and i'm just sitting there like yo man put the wig back on my girl hold up like who decided that it was a good idea to put this picture up of this young lady out dude <laughs> who decided that this was okay well you don't you know you don't ever show a black woman with a hair like this online dog you don't ever man if my mom or my sister would have stepped out the house like that they would have got beat by somebody man if i would have stepped out the house looking at half a hot mess yeah, my mama would have tore me up. But somebody thought that it was okay to actually take this picture. I'm surprised that she let somebody take this picture. Personally, I'm surprised that she smiled for this picture with her hair looking like that, man. Black women don't step out the house with their hair looking like that. I'm, I'm not, I can't approve. I cannot. I don't even let my daughter try to step out the house with her hair looking a hot mess. I just can't, man. I can't do it. I was raised better than that, man. I got 
black parents from Mississippi. And how you look matters. I don't care what they say. First impressions matter. And all I keep thinking, I'm looking at this picture. All my life I had to fight. That's all I keep thinking, man. Whoopi Goldberg in the color purple, man. That, that's sad, dude. <laughs> and they was like, man, personally, she deserves the jokes, honestly, man. I mean, if you're going to plan your whole kidnapping, at least, and then to make it worse, her Google browser history, you know, like how to steal money, you know, how to fake kidnapping. And I'm just like, man, people, bro, people are desperate in this country to just belong and people are just desperate to be famous. You know, I think people oftentimes over exaggerate their importance, man. <laughs> and like, is she important to somebody? Of course she is. She's got family. She's got friends and people that depend on her. Am I important to people? Absolutely. But am I important to everybody? Absolutely not. There's people that are probably aren't going to see this podcast. There's going to be people that don't want to watch this podcast, don't want to see me speak, don't want to hear me speak. And guess what? That's okay. Guess what? I'm not about to go out here and fake my death tonight when I go to work trying to get likes and follows. I'm not doing it. I am who I am. I am how I am. I'm not changing, bro. I'm not. I'm not going out of my way to uh, to make people like me. I'm just not doing it, man. And maybe I'm older. I don't know what it is. I just been through nothing like where I just really don't care what people think about me or if they follow me or like me or not. I just really don't. I'm just not. I'm just at, the, I'm at a different point in my life. She's a young lady. So hopefully, you know, she learns from this mistake, man, and that uh, she kind of uh, puts herself together, puts her life together, and she can rebuild her life. Because everybody's mad at her, bro. I was listening to <laughs> the uh, Failure to Stop podcast with Eric Tanzi and this uh, new guy he got on his show, this black guy. I think J.D. Durrell, man, he said, homeboy said, man, we mad. We want our prayers back. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's hilarious, man. We want our prayers back. I was like, personally, I wasn't praying because I was like, she ain't, she ain't missing. She just decided to take a little hiatus from life and try to get a little get a little internet fame. Now she's famous. Now she's famous and now she's facing charges. Some misdemeanor charges, man. I mean, I just couldn't imagine putting my family and friends through that, making them think that some crazy sicko snatched me up and just took me away from my family. And then just magically pop up two days later, man. And now the family wants privacy. I'm like, oh, don't work like that. You should have talked to your daughter about that before, man. And then like I said, it's just, is she crazy, man? That picture with the hair, bro, she looked kind of crazy. I don't know, man. I'm sure, I'm sure she's probably got some issues going on. You know, she, there's something going on in that brain of hers. And I'm not going to be an evil jerk bag and say, you know, I hope bad things happen to her. I don't. You know, we all go through things in life and we all have issues, man. And, but you can only hope that you can go through your issues and come out on top. And the only way it's a problem is if you don't learn from your issues and don't learn from the mistakes you made. So, Carly's probably never going to hear this, but I'm just saying, I hope that she learns from this and that she goes on and that she puts her life together and can move past it. But just imagine her going to an interview. <laughs> it looks like she works in the medical field. It's like, hey, aren't you that chick that faked your uh, kidnapping? Oh, man, hold up a second. Hey, come in here, guys. We're going to take a picture, man. Look who it is that came in front of you. Yeah, you can't get a job here. Hell no, we ain't going to hire you. Yeah, but so hopefully, you know, some lessons are learned hard, man, and that's going to be a lesson that she has to learn the hard way. And also, a lesson that's got to be learned. <laughs> My dear fellow Americans, when are we going to learn to stop stomping around in the backyard of foreign countries that don't like us? When are we going to learn? I'm surprised we've not learned yet. We have seen what happened to Brittany Greider 
And we've seen what happened to that young white boy named Otto Wambarder or whatever his name is in North Korea. When he and his group went to North Korea and this man tried to steal a poster out of a North Korean hotel. And they detained this man and they kilted him. Not killed, they kilted him. They kilted him, man. This man, then they, the family, they released his body to his family. He was on life support and he died a couple days later, man. Let me tell y'all something. There's a reason why I think America's great. And I got this American flag behind me. Some people say it's not the greatest country on earth. I say it is. I love it. I love it here. Now, there, it's, now there's issues, but guess what? There's no issue that I'm going to face in America that's going to make non-black but want to defect to North Korea under any circumstances. As not happening. And that's why I bring this up because we recently had last week this interesting story of a U.S. soldier that decided that he was done with America and that, guess what? Now, I'm good, homie. I think I'm just going to kick it over here in North Korea with uh, Kim Jong-un a little bit. So uh, let me get this thing pulled up. So it says American. Oh, my God. Stop. And also what I don't like about video is showing the lack of Internet speed. My Internet's horrible, man. But So I guess about, about a week ago, a young black soldier named Travis King. He's a uh, calf scout. So we know he's homosexual. I joke for all my military peeps. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Travis King, he's, uh, I guess he's uh, stationed in uh, North Korea. And I guess he's out on the town one night and he gets into a fight and then he ends up getting thrown in Korean jail. Well, when this happens, the army finds out about it and the army decides that, hey, we're going to separate this guy from the military. You know, he's not going to be allowed to stay in the military. So I guess they go to put this guy on a plane. They walk him to the airport. They walk him to the terminal, but they don't watch him get on the plane. So I guess he sneaks out the terminal, comes and gets in line in a tour group that's touring the demilitarized zone in North Korea. And he decides that, you know what? I'm taking my black butt to North Korea. And now he is being detained in North Korea. And like I said, people, I don't know what is it. Maybe homeboy's crazy, got some issues going on because reasonable people would not think that I'm going to be better off in North Korea. So I don't know what's going on, especially with him being a soldier, being stationed in North Korea. He knows everything that's going on with North Korea, man. He just has to. But he decides that he wants to just go to North Korea. So he turns himself in in the DMZ. And there he is now till now. So he's currently being detained in North Korea. And now his family is saying America should fight for Travis King's return. After soldier defected to North Korea, his family says, let me tell you something. If I were president, I would make it my official business to let it be known, dear America, my dear fellow Americans, if you go to a foreign country and you FAFO, that freak around and find out, guess what? You are on your own. We are not coming to save you because you decided to not have common sense and you decided that, guess what? You're going to FAFO around in these foreign countries and figure out that the rest of the world is not America, my man. You can't do that. And I don't think we should waste money or resources on people, American citizens that are stupid enough to decide to try to go and defect to these other countries, man. Why is it on? Why do we have to spend our tax dollars to make up for your bad decisions in life, man? No, I, don't, I just don't believe it. I don't agree with it, man. 
Brittany Grider, no, she should be on her own. We should not have to pick up the slack for Brittany Grider and, you know, because she can't make good life choices, man. We just shouldn't. And I, I hate that we do that in this country because we're a safety net for stupid people. Now, if you're stupid enough to go over there, guess what? You should have to live with the consequences of your decision, man. It should not be on us or anybody else. We should not have to waste our resources to come and get you. And plus, this dude's bad bargaining ships, man. <laughs> There's nothing that the North Koreans want from us that they're going to give us, you know, to make sure that we get this dude back. So if you ask me, this dude, he's pretty much dead in my mind. You know, there's really, you know, what the heck is going on on the screen, bro? Oh, God. Is it white people sunning their booty holes? My God. <laughs> and like I said, uh, yeah, let me get off this screen. That story's done. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, like I told you, hey, stick with me. I'm, I'm learning, man. I'm learning. I'm learning. So, you know, I just don't understand why everybody thinks they can just go into the world and do whatever the heck they want and think that America's just going to come get me. You know, America's just going to come and, uh, and rescue me. That's no, we should not be a safety net for stupid people, man. We just shouldn't, man. We have to let people learn the hard way and learn on their own. And so this is the problem that I have with the military right now. A couple of episodes ago, I remember telling you all that I'm at a point in my life where I'm a proud veteran. I mean, you can see some of the stuff behind me, man. You got my, my military stuff over here, 10th Mountain Division, 214 Alpha Company, you know, got my Purple Heart stuff. I love this country, man. And I love our, used to love our military, but I don't recognize the military we have currently under this administration and what's going on, man. I just, what the military has become is a shame. And I said in the last episode that I can't in good faith tell people, you should absolutely join the United States military. Now, it, do people still need? Yeah, we need people to join. But man, like I said, it's like joining the circus right now, dude, with all the trans rights stuff they got going on. And because nobody's, man, this country and the powers that be have stomped out, all but stomped out patriotism. I mean, so you got to think that, man, but there, it's people are no longer proud to be an Americans. And if you're not proud to live in this country and be a part of this country, why are you going to go and serve in the military? Because nobody wants to serve because we're all fat and out of shape. Man, the army has to keep lowering the standards to get people to serve, which is probably how this dude, Travis King, got in the military. I don't know enough about this guy, but I'm just going to say if he has that, that's his decision making capability. Probably not the best choice. Probably not the cream of the crop. Especially me. Hey, I wouldn't. I mean, let's be honest. I didn't have a great ass bab score when I got in the military. I have to give me points to get in. I'm glad I joined during the wars. I probably wouldn't have made it. I'm sure I'm not stupid. I could have gone back and restudied for the ASVAB and got a better score. But I just wanted in. I wanted to fight. This guy, though, man, he's got like he's got to have some sort of issues and mental problems. But like I said, we keep lowering the barrier for entry into the military, and the country suffers. And as you see, and now we've lowered the barrier to where we now allow people that have gender dysphoria into the military. It's a mental illness, and all of a sudden. It's not a mental illness and it's absolutely okay. And not only that, if you join the military, well, they'll use our taxpayer dollars to pay for a soldier's gender reassignment surgery. And then I came across this article the other day and I was like, man, this has to be an absolute joke, man. So it's this article from Breitbart and it says, 
pull up. It says DOD memo. I need better internet. <laughs> DOD memo says transgender soldiers on hormone therapy can skip deployments. And go down further. It says transgender soldiers receiving hormone therapy may avoid deployment for as many as 300 days. According to a February 2023 Department of Defense memo outlining treatment for Warmack, Womack Army Medical Center at Fort Liberty. Man, dude, when I heard that, I was like, this has to be an absolute freaking joke. I told you all, I've told you all before, if you listen to this podcast, and people know in general, the United States military has one purpose and one purpose only, to kill people in the interest of America. That is the purpose of the military. There is no other reason that the military exists. Man, we, we're, we're not here to be the nice guys. We're not here to play games. We are here, the, the military is here to kill people for America. That's it. And if you sign up to be in the military and you cannot deploy, you are what we call dead weight. And we need to cut the dead weight in the military, man. It is absolutely unreal to believe that our tax dollars are being wasted on people that don't know what bathroom to use and people that are so confused in the head and that they think that they then get into the military and they can't do their job. If you do that in the civilian world, guess what? You get fired. So why are we allowing this in the United States military? You know, I saw a video, a picture of a overweight colonel, I guess. Uh, I don't know if it was a boy or girl. I really don't know. And the colonel was holding these flag, like the flags, these uh, LGBTQ flags and said, diversity is our strength. I'm like, no. Our capabilities and lethality is our strength as a military. Our technology is our strength. Being trans is not a strength in the military. That does not matter. That doesn't do anything to strike fear in the heart of China or Russia or terrorists, man. That, if anything, that makes us look weak and depleted. And it shows that this is the best we got. And this person is leading soldiers. This person is supposed to be a leader. And you have, no, and I was looking at the person, I'm like, dude, when's the last time this officer even passed a PT test? Looking like Peter Griffin wearing freaking DCUs, man. I was like, bro, what in the heck is going on? And I just keep wondering, like, man, why does this keep happening in our country? Like, what is really going on? And it just, it sickens me, man. And it makes me sad to see what the military has become. Because I am proud of what I've done for this country. I'm proud of my time in the military, but I'm proud of all that I've done. But to see what it has become now, it's like the military is crapping on all that I've done. It's crapping on all the friends that I have passed away. Crapping on all those who have come before us that died in the trenches of World War One and World War Two, in the jungles of Vietnam, in the desert, in the sands of Iraq. And it, this is where we're at now. This is our biggest, best, brightest ideal. Is we're, we're taking transgender people in the army and they can't even do their job. So what is the purpose of even having them? Who's making these calls and decisions? I just really, I really wish somebody would help me understand what's going on. You know, some people say it's a conspiracy theory that, you know, that's the military is being weakened from the inside by people, by communists that have infiltrated our ranks. Could it be? Possibly. I mean, it, it only makes sense because a military tactician would be like, hey, we shouldn't be concerned about transgenderism. We need to, hey, can these boys and these girls go out there and kill? Can they go out there and, you know, Close with with close with with the enemy and destroy them. Can they do it? I mean, if you're already messed up mentally 
and don't know what bathroom to use because you got gender dysphoria and you don't know if you're a boy or a girl. But it's not going to get better once you deploy and go to combat. Trust me. I still struggle with PTSD and nightmares and memories from being in Iraq from almost 20 years ago. And I don't have gender dysphoria, man. Lord knows I got a lot of other issues, but I don't have these issues. But it ain't going to make this person's life better. And also, I mean, the suicide rate for people that do transition is like 50% or higher, man. And then you're throwing on combat on top of that. Well, you're not throwing combat on top of that. They can't deploy. So it's just, man, it's... <laughs> It's asinine, man. It just makes me mad. It just, I look at this flag behind me and it's just like, man, what has happened to us, dude? What has happened to us, America? I don't know. I can't explain it. I don't know. I wish I had the answer. Some people think they do, but man, uh, all I can do is hold down, lock down my little corner of the world and put out the best content I know how, the most honest, forthcoming content with my, just my opinion. It's just my opinion. Some people might say it's wrong. Some people might say it's right. Some agree, some don't agree. But I'm just telling you, I'm never going to back down or step away from the fact that I believe that transgender should not be allowed in the army. You just shouldn't. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. No, I'm not sorry. We just we don't have room for weakness right now. You can be gay. I don't care if you're gay. Can you do your job? Plain and simple. I don't care what you do in your bedroom on your weekends in the barracks with another dude. But when we're on the battlefield and I go down and I can't feel my freaking arm. And I can't shoot. Are you going to be able to cover me and drag me to safety? Pick me up and put me in a Humvee and get me back to my family? That's what matters on the battlefield, man. Literally, that's it. Nothing else matters. Can you do your job? But you can't do your job if you can't be there on the front line because you're busy taking hormone replacement therapy to make you more of a man or more of a woman. It <clears throat> just man, it, it just baffles me, man. It really, it really bothers me also. Man, we're gonna keep it rolling. Uh, like I said, I just I don't know what's going on with this country, and uh, I love America, always have, and always will. But you know, it's just we've been through a lot the last few years, and we have not been the same. Let's be honest, since twenty twenty happened. I mean, hey, I'm gonna go be honest. It's like since twenty fourteen with the Mike Brown incident and the Freddie Gray incident. This it's just been on a constant downward spiral, and there's just been. Incident after incident after incident, and I just love how how people get so freaking triggered now by a simple song, just a a simple song by Jason Aldean. Now, before I start this video, we're going to review the song "Try That in a Small Town." Let me tell, let me go ahead and be the first to tell you. My wife will tell you, I'm not a music person. I don't appreciate good music. I really don't. When I'm rolling around in my patrol car, it is very rare where I turn on some tunes and just listen to music. I really, I don't. I tell you, I go to church late sometimes just so I can avoid the music. I just want a good message. I want to listen to people talk. I'm not a, definitely not a country fan, definitely not a Jason Aldean fan. But, but So I just take what I say as a grain of salt as I don't think it's a great song. I really don't. I'm not a country music fan at all, but. I think the messaging is great, but just overall, the songs just kind of, eh, it's kind of very 2020, man. Ever since 9-11, everybody's got the patriotic, you know, punch you in the face song. But I heard somebody say on a Drinking Bros the other day, this night used to be country music. Country music used to be, you know, I shot the law. You know, I fought the law. And, you know, it's just, and it's just weird to how it's come now. And I, don't get me wrong. I like the patriotism. I, I'm, a, I'm all about it, yo. But it's just, I'm not a uh, Jason Aldean music fan, so... Yeah, I think so.
I guess this is a song that everybody's been all out of sorts about saying that it's super racist and Jesus, that's loud. Sucker punch somebody on the sidewalk, carjacking old lady. Oh, wait, hold on. This ain't the actual video, man. I got took it. Hold up. Man, ain't that about a son of a gun, dude? I got on YouTube and see, I told y'all, all my deficiencies are showing. <laughs> so let me, uh, yeah, let me, uh, pull up the, do they, let me get, do they not have the actual video on YouTube? Cause I know they, everybody's pretty sensitive. You know, YouTube, man, they'll take you down. They'll take you down in a heartbeat. All right. So let's see what we got here. I told y'all, man, my internet is horrible. All right. Somebody on the sidewalk, carjacking old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool, act a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face. Stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think it's tough. Well, try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Oh, Alright, so back. I just find it funny how everybody's so offended by this video when they're saying that it's racist. Because it's amazing how American values are now considered racist, man. And that it's amazing how American values are considered racist. Because people just don't agree with the messaging. You know, there's nothing in this video I saw that was racist. This is all actual footage from 2020, man. I'm sure you all remember 2020. I, Lord knows, my, I remember 2020. Why? I was there front line and center for the whole thing. And it was not fun. I hope this is working where y'all can still actually hear me in the music video. So, so I told y'all, I'm slowly learning. So if you can't hear, you can't hear me talking while the video is playing, man. Hey, my apologies. I'm definitely get better as I keep doing this. So. <clears throat> Look at these white people, these racist white people in this video doing stuff as a family. How dare they? This is horrible. The most racist video I've ever seen. Baseball. Kids white kids playing on a playground. It's racist, man. And notice, there's really no black people shown in this video getting beat up by police, but apparently this is the most racist video known to date. <laughs> I just love how people are triggered by this, man. The American flag triggers people. And then to make it worse, let me go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and stop the video. <laughs> to make matters worse. <clears throat> hold on a second. All right. And then to make matters worse, people are saying, 
well that no that <clears throat> that building where the video was shot it was in the it was a public lynching there back in the 30s i'm like bro do you know how many negroes was probably hung at that building back in the 30s you want to focus on this one this one person this one video because i'm like come on man this is what that's what america did back in the 30s bro america hung negroes for sport back in the day am i lying no i'm not lying but this ain't back in the day well i can go to the main downtown in louisville market street you know why they call it market street that's where they used to sell slaves and market off people bro so it ain't just this building that they're talking about it's just every stop man people are just being petty people are being stupid People want something to bitch and complain about. That's literally all it is, man. There's nothing racist about this video. And like you got to understand what this year is. What year is it? It's 2023. Three years after 2020. What's coming up next year? Election. So now's the time for politicians to start stirring the pot about race in America and all these issues and problems. And I saw the other day where Joe Biden is going to put out a statute or something to Emmett Till. And I'm just like, look, I understand the sentiment behind it and you know the importance of the Emmett Till story. If you don't know who Emmett Till is, he's a little black kid in Money, Mississippi. I did an episode on it. Was killed by some white people after he whistled at a white lady in a store. Horrible thing that happened, but that's not America today. But Joe Biden, and, and I hate, I'm, I'm tired of talking politics, but mentioning these people, but the whole reason they're doing this is they're dragging up the past and the emotions that are attached to that to get everybody riled up to go vote for the Democrats in 2024, to vote for Joe Biden, the leader and the great savior of the Negroes, because they think he's gonna save the people. And he, let's be honest, he's not. All this stuff is political theater, man. It's absolute political theater, getting everybody amped up over nothing. They're talking about lynchings that happened back in the 30s. Bro. I did another episode on the last lynching that actually happened in America where a black kid was Black person religion was like 1970s or 1980s, yo. And there's not been a public a lynching of a black person since. If anything, black people out here lynching each other, killing each other in the streets every day, but we don't talk about that. And I said, we don't talk about 2020. That's the first rule of 2020, man. We don't ever talk about 2020. We can talk about how racist this music video is and how it's offensive and all these white people, American flags and good American values. But the moment we mention 2020, oh, that was, that's not, no, that's nothing. That, no. Man, let me, I was front and center. I wrote a book about it. Ryan Pitt's Memoirs of the American Patriot. I wrote a book about what it was like on the front lines, man. It was a horrible time in this country. It was a horrible time to be a cop. Man, it was, man, it was rough, dude. And the, the fact that we can't talk about 2020, but y'all want to talk about January 6th all day? Dude, when people try to silence you and people try to make you forget the things in the past, that's for a reason. They have ill intentions, man. They're trying to take advantage of you all day. And they don't want you to remember what happened in 2020. As we on the police departments call it, the summer of love. <laughs> Bro, it was a hot mess. I, I wish I had some pictures queued up and keyed up to show uh, 2020. But man, I mean, it was a mess, man. We all you know, we all saw it front and center. The mostly but fiery, the peaceful but fiery protests, people destroying cars and houses. And you know, they set up. They, Blew up a car in downtown Louisville when I was working, you know. But we can't talk about that. But we can definitely talk about this music video that's supposed to be offensive. 
You, know, you should be more offended at the amount of black businesses that were closed down in 2020 at the hands of these protesters that were black and white, paid for by George Soros and all these other people that want problems, man. You know, that that that's the problem with this country right now. Like we're not allowed to have certain conversations. We just can't, we just don't. You know, we're so selective on what we talk about because people get so offended about everything, man. And so we're selective on what we decide to talk about. Me. I'm here on the Iron Piss podcast. I talk about everything and everyone. And I think it's important that we do so. We have to have these conversations, but we also have to have honest conversations. We have to be able to say, yeah, America wasn't a great place, but also be able to say America is a better place now than what it is. We have to be able to say America still got problems, but America's also come a long way. Now, we can't just sit here and dwell on these small problems that keep popping up and these politicians just keep rising up in front of us to make us, to divide us. That's literally all this does. It exists to divide us. And so when they put out this video and CMT, for some odd reason, I don't know why these corporations have forgotten who their target audience is. The fact that CMT pulled this music video from its catalog and they won't play it. I'm like, bro, you're country music television. You do realize who your base audience is, right? So I, I, I literally, I just don't understand. I really don't. And if people say it's Black Rock ESG score thing. Yo, I'm just like, man, why are people so afraid of such a minority of people? Man, the average American, I'm telling you, does not care about these issues. The average American just wants to live their life and be left alone. But we're letting this small segment of people that have this loud voice and want to complain and bitch and moan about everything's racist and everything needs to be woke. And why are we letting them control the rest of us, man? I just, and that's why I do this podcast, man. Like I said, I don't, a lot of people going to hear, maybe, maybe not, you know, but if I can get one person here to say, man, that guy gets it or that guy understands it, it's mission complete, man. That's what I'm here for. You know, I'm not here for all this other garbage, man. I'm not here to, you know, Divide people. I'm here to, I want people to think for themselves, honestly, more than anything at the end of the day. I want you to be able to think for yourself and say, man, why are they showing me this? And what are they trying to do to me? What's their agenda here? And I'm telling you, their agenda is to get you to vote for their side. And like I said, it does, it happens with the Republicans as well. I was uh, on Facebook this morning and somebody was showing a video of a uh, Marcus Luttrell's brother, who's now a congressman talking about how you know, 100% Republicans voted to fund the VA and 100% of Democrats voted not to. You know, I, like I said, I vote majority Republican, even though I'm at a point where I just don't really wanna hear anything anybody has to say from either party, left or right. I just really, I'm, I'm just over it, man. I'm tired. I'm tired of the excuses. I'm tired of the government officials putting themselves and their money before the people, because this is supposed to be a system for the people, by the people. Not for the politicians, by the politicians, but, you know, and everybody asks, how do we fix it? Honestly, I don't know. I really don't know. Is there a fix? I'm sure there is. But the fix that everybody's talking about is not the fix they want, you know, it's the fix that they really think they want. You know, I've heard so many people talk about, you know, picking up arms and it's time. And I'm like, bro, you've never been to combat. Trust me. You know, you've never been in a, in a situation where you have to see your friends get killed or die. You've never been in a situation where, you weren't sure if you were coming home, but now you all of a sudden you want to be patriotic, take up arms. Well, we was at war for the last 20 years. Where were you? I was there. Where were you? And now all of a sudden you want to fight. I'm not buying. I'm not believing. I'm not taking it, man. 
just not taking it, man. So, you know, uh, I, I tell people all the time, I think the best thing that any of us can do, we can't change America on a broad spectrum by ourselves. It's just not possible. And honestly, I really feel like one person in the government doesn't make a change that makes a sweeping change in all of our lives. The change happens every day you wake up and you decide to go be a good person and you decide to take care of yourself. You decide to be and do the right thing and take care of your neighbor. And you decide to judge somebody by the content of the character, not the color of their skin. But that's what makes America special. And that's how we take this country back. And we take this country back by not believing and falling for everything that they put on the news before us. I told you, I don't watch the news of any sort. Now, I might periodically go on WDRB here in Louisville to see what's going on locally, see who got shot on the corner at 26 and Broadway, you know, you know, see who the new police chief is. But I, I go for local news, but I literally do not listen to any sort of mainstream media, be it Fox, Newsmax, none of it. I don't listen. I just don't. And I hate that because I feel like we all need to be informed and be plugged in. But everybody's got an agenda and everybody's trying to sell you some BS. And me, I'm not. Like I said, every time you log on to social media or get on your computer, there's an ad. There's always someone trying to sell you something that's slanted. There's always somebody trying to sell you a dream or somebody's always trying to get in your pocket and trying to slant you the one way or the other. And my thing is, baby, when you tune into the Unpick podcast, I don't want you to feel like I'm trying to sell you anything. Because the only thing I have to sell you is a book, which is my story, an amazing story that I had to go through. And the only other than that, only thing I'll sell you is, like, hey, man, I gunfighter trading company. These guys, that's about it. They have products. I spend money on their products myself. I bought some of these candles myself. You know, I, I believe in their products, man. Like, that's the only thing I'm not really selling. I'm just telling you, hey, this is a good product. I like it. You should maybe get some for yourself. You won't regret it. But I'm not out here trying to dig in your pockets every day, take your money and you know, I'm not out here selling shirts and all that. And some people do, and that's their thing, man. That's how they make a living. I'm okay with it, but I don't want to be that guy. I just don't. Only thing I want to sell you is a book that you will enjoy and maybe find a little bit more about yourself and discover your own identity outside of what the masses tell you who you are. That's it. So speaking of my book, so before I get ready to get out of here, I'm going to let you all know. So, you know, my book, I Am Pitts, has been out now for just over a year. It was published January 2nd of 2022. And I've told people the story of my book where, man, I, I was felt I was kind of taken advantage of with my book, with the guy. I paid a lot of money to do my editing and did not do a great job. And he told people, he told me, he's like, you can tell people it's my fault. That, and I'm like, I'm not going to be the guy to go around and put my, it was what we call, put my mouth on people and talk about this dude. And put him out there and put his name out there. I'm just not that guy, but yes, didn't do a great job, man. But despite that, you know, I've heard had so many people tell me that my book was so great and wonderful, it was a great story. And I had a New York Times bestselling author tell me, man, you did a phenomenal job, especially for a first-time book. And so, you know, I'm a little self-conscious about my book because of the errors that are within. And there's a lot of errors, and I know that people and I trust me when I tell you I'm absolutely and truly sorry. If, but everybody says that it doesn't take away from the story, but it's just me being me where I have a high level of expectation for myself and I don't want to put anything out that's just garbage. 
And that's why, you know, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it right. And I felt like my book wasn't done right. So I'm in the process now of trying to find an actual publisher that will take my book and correct it and make it right and actually get published by an actual publisher, not just a self-publishing title, but also I'm finding the confidence to go forward and enter my book into a couple of book contests for authors. So I just entered my book in the, uh, I believe it's called the International Books Award. So I'm I'm entering into that and I'm going to do another one, the Chanticleer Book uh, Book Award. So, man, I just wanted to tell you all to wish me luck because, you know, I mean, I'm, there people write books. Well, I'm not going to say people write books. There's People have written books, but there's not a lot of books on the military out now, especially from military guys that served in Iraq and also on the front line. So my book is very unique in that way. You know? So I feel like my story is a story that nobody has ever read. And so that's why I try to push my book out there. I want people to read a good and unique story that shows the, the kind of the contrast between being in Iraq and being on the streets of Louisville during 2020 and all the issues that kind of happened therein. And to show that military guys, police guys, we're tough guys, but we're just people at the end of the day. And we have struggles, man. That's all I really want. You know, I just like say, more they, they want people to be entertained and they want people to know me, you know, from my own perspective and my story. And also that I want my future generations of the Pitts family to have my book as a guide as to how I came to be who I am and what our last name means. So, yeah, that's all. I'm, I'm a little nervous about it. But I mean, truth be told, I mean, one of the bravest and hardest things you can do in your life is stepping out on faith. And knowing that you're stepping into a place where you're going to be criticized about everything you do. You know, I'm going to be criticized about this video. I'm going to be criticized about the podcast. I got people that make fun of me. Oh, it's got the book, man. It's got the podcast, bro. It's the podcast and book, man. I'm like, okay, what are you doing besides, you know, just being a cop, bro? <laughs> like, literally, that's all there is to you. If, there, if that's all there is to you is your day job, I feel sorry for you, bro. I really do. I feel sorry for anybody that's all they have is that one thing. Me? I'm a cop, but it's not who I am. I'm also an author and a podcaster. So, you know, it's these are just my kind of my other avenues that I have in my life that I love and that I absolutely enjoy. And I want people to enjoy these things as well. And I don't want to have to charge people to enjoy them. Like I said, unfortunately, I got to charge for the book, but that's about it, man. But other than that, man, just, uh, just keep me in your prayers as going forward, man. And just wish me luck as I enter these contests. I don't know, know the deadline for one is coming up in a like three days. And the deadline for the other one is in October. So, man, if I can win some awards for this book, I think it'll personally help me feel validated that I did a good job. Because regardless of how many people tell me that they love my book, I am so hard on myself all day, all the time. I am my own worst and biggest critic, man. I really am. You know, I just, I'm not a, I'm not a perfectionist, but if I'm, like I said, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it right. And I want to put out a good product for people to enjoy. And, I, and like I said, it's my name is stamped on this thing. That's your reputation. That's forever. you know. And so I, and I just want it to be right. So hopefully that whoever reads my book that's in these contests can learn something from it. Great. And see something from it and think that other people can benefit from it. And hopefully I can win an award. My first ever award for having a, for a, writing a book and being an author, man. So. All right, man. But other than that, like I say, hey, if you want a copy of the book, go to www.iampits.com, man. Go up there, get your copy. I had to pull it up on the screen, man, but I completely I got ahead of myself and I axed out all the screens and windows. So told y'all, man, my deficiencies are showing, dude. So <laughs> I'm just 
I'm working on it, man. Working on it. So this is the actually been the first ever video podcast I've done. And honestly, honestly, it's not that bad. It wasn't really horrible. I feel kind of comfortable doing it now. And I'm roll as I'm rolling up on an hour and twenty four minutes. So yeah, it's it's been fun, man. I'm tired of looking at myself on the screen. I'm sure y'all are tired of looking at me too, though. So man, we're gonna get ready to go ahead and uh go ahead and end this podcast. And just want to say again, hey, thank you all for tuning in. Sorry about the absence. Like I said, I'm. This is the team of me over here. It's just me. I'm a one-man show doing my thing, man. And I appreciate all that you all do, the support, you know, the reviews. You Please leave me a review. You know, follow me on YouTube when I am Pitts and follow me on the Instagram when I am Pitts 1. And thank you all for all the support. I mean, there's people, I get about two, 300 downloads an episode. And like I said, I don't know who all these people are, who you are, but if you are listening, just want to tell you again, Thank you from the bottom of my heart. You, you are appreciated. You really are. And like I said, this show doesn't happen without you. And if I only had one download, I'd still be doing it because that one person, I mean, I don't know who that one person might be if it was, but I would just be thankful to them for just willing to listen to me and hear me out. Like I said, I'm not trying to be like everybody else out here in this, uh, the podcast and in social media realm, man. I'm not trying to be that guy. Just trying to keep it honest and trying to keep it real, man. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in to the I Am Pitts podcast. I really appreciate you all. All right. And I will be seeing you all on the next.